boys out of college. The highly anticipated, never been requested more, can't tell you what's going to get higher ratings on the market when it drops. It's the playoff preview for boys out of college. And Ethan, I want to check in with you first, and then I'm going to introduce our guest, which is going to be a big surprise to a lot of people. But Ethan, well, how well, you doing? You're wearing a Lions t-shirt. You got the AirPods. Yes, sir. It looks like you're snacking after a long day at work. How we feel? Absolutely. You know what? There, there's one phrase that can perfectly describe this episode, this point of the season, and that's simply uh, backs against the wall. There, there's, there's only one direction we can go right now, and that's up. I mean, if you, you talk about playoff time, you talk about winner go home, you talk about Detroit Lions football right now. It's we got to win some games. And you know what? There's no better attitude or climate for an episode than that right here, right now, tonight. So, Trent, go ahead and introduce our guest. I'm I'm excited to have him here. This is going to be an absolutely electric episode, and we are bringing the fire today. We've mentioned in weeks past that we don't really believe there's been a stronger playoff field than this year. Maybe not stronger, but more interesting playoff field than there is this season. So here to talk about all that and more, we have none other than second time on the podcast this year, Make Delmar Great Again manager, Spencer Woodruff. Spence, what's happening? Hello, hello. Excited to be here, boys. I mean, you can feel the energy in the air right now. The nerves are in the air. Operate. Let the kid operate. Let's go. I mean, this is I mean, we've been waiting for this for a while now, haven't we? We've, we're ready for this. So. Oh, we have, man. We there is, Like I said, man, there's never been a time like tonight. Uh, dude, you just got – guys, I go around telling people about this league, and I was just like – I was telling everybody, like, man, this the, the league has never had a year like this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, last week was such a calling card, was such a telling of how these playoffs are going to go, and it's just so exciting to be a part of it. So we got some absolute energy flowing here tonight. And we're ready to get into it, man. We will give our love and condolences and respect to all the teams that didn't make the playoffs at the very end. But we have some very pressing matters to get to tonight. As we record at 8-12, it is currently as I'm reading this. So we got Monday night, excuse me, Thursday night football kicking off here very, very, very shortly. And the playoffs are going to be underway as we speak. But um, Spence, you are here for a very specific reason. And when you and I were talking this week about bringing you on for this week, one of the things you said was we're going to have three playoff managers talking about the playoffs. I can't think of a better way. We have almost half the field here on this panel to break down the long-awaited playoffs for 2023 boys out of college. So, Spence, tell us why you're here, and uh, I guess we can get right into it. Yes, yes. Thank you for the introduction, guys. Um yeah, yeah. So excited to be here. I mean, we have three of the playoff teams. I think that's that's a special kind of moment right here. So we all have some stake in the game tonight and this weekend. But I'm here because I've been talking to some insiders out west in the desert, talking to my insiders, my sources, getting some scoops, yes, seeing what the what the streets are saying. And we got some betting lines tonight for the eight teams that are left in the four matchups that will determine the champion this year. Not only do we have championship odds for all eight teams, we have betting spreads, lines for each first-round matchup. There's only four of them. We'll break them down. We'll get to that second. But, Spence, I think we got to start by revealing the championship odds. And, again, disclaimer, 
We're doing this just before Thursday night football. So if someone on this godforsaken Chargers or Raiders team goes off, I don't want to hear any backlash tomorrow. That's all I got to say. But Spence, I'll turn it over to you unless Ethan has any final comments before we get to the reveal. Yeah, I always got a final comment, man. And and to be honest here, my final comment is Vegas could not wait to get their hands on this game. Vegas could not wait to get their hands on this fantasy football league because they were chomping at the bit to make these odds. They 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 see the potential in this this league. They see the energy, they see the fire, and folks, there is a lot to get into and a lot to unpack. So Spencer, I speak for me and Trent here that we are ecstatic to get into this. So go ahead, sir. Lead us off. Yes, yes. So let's start out. I think it's only right to introduce the odds on favorite who Vegas see, sees right now as the number one team heading into the playoffs. So to introduce the number one, the best champ or the highest championship odds, we have Detroit Rock City. Three to one yeah. plus 300 coming out. Um, some would say last week was not his best showing, but over the course of the season, he's proved to be the best. He still has the best record. Number one team heading into the playoffs, most dangerous. So we're gonna. I want to throw. I want to throw this qualifier in there. First of all, I completely agree. Second of all, I uh, pulled Raheem Mostert from my lineup. I would have beat Gavin by twenty-five, but I pulled Raheem Mostert because I was already up by one, and he had no one left, and I didn't want anything funny happening because we've always Scary. had funny stuff going on. Um, Spencer's team, who I'm sure we'll get to very shortly here in the top, you know, four or five. I don't know that. I'm just guessing. Um, Spencer and I were kind of tied for like the one, but Spencer was ahead. I'm winning. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm calling it. I'm quitting while I'm ahead. I'm taking the one seed. Ethan, what are your thoughts here? I know so you guys, if you've been listening for the past 35 seconds, you just heard a lot of cute shit and I'm not going to fluff it up for you at all. I think this is an overhype. Now, I think Detroit Rock City is a great team. Definitely would have them in my top three for championship odds. To have them at number one is a place where I don't know if I would put them exactly. There's a lot of question marks going around that team right now. First starters, number one wide receiver Keenan Allen has been ruled out for Thursday night football. We have not started Thursday night football, but this is the damn playoffs. Okay, we we it's not a time for your star players to go down. Okay, and I know Trent, Trent is assuming the thinker position. He's about to unravel on me a little I bit. Got, so. I got quite a bit, but yeah, go ahead and finish. Yeah, it. yeah. so he's got quite a bit on me. But next thing I'll say is I am not going to put – obviously, I'm here wearing a Detroit shirt right now. Detroit is, is going to win that game. I'm going to speak it into existence. But you cannot put it past the fact that Detroit has a tough matchup this week against Denver. That is a sneaky good defense. Oh, oh, the, the defense that let up 70 points, that defense? Oh, please. That was like the third game of the year. That was They're on a tear. Denver is one of the hottest teams in the league right now. It's on tape. It's on it's tape. It's on tape. There. It's on tape, but you want to know what else is on tape? Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs sucking this year. We're not talking about that. we got to talk about both sides of the coin if we're going to flip it. All right? So all I'm saying – Obviously, I, I think Trent's going to win week one. I think Trent's got one of the best odds in, in the entire league. But I, I'm, not selling them, I'm not selling the house and putting it on Detroit Rock City. I think there's still a lot of factors that come into play here. But I'll leave it up to you guys. That's my spiel on it. Okay, Spence, I'll let you jump in and then go to our next, uh, our second best favorite. But I do want to throw this in there. Ethan, your whole spiel about mm. me being in trouble was fully rooted in the Lions thing. 
not Keenan Allen. So that is just that's a lot of fluff for you coming. It's not. It's not a lot of fluff on me today. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm calling it how it is. I'm calling it how it is. I I was gonna talk about Detroit either way. I was gonna talk about Detroit, but the fact that we can't disregard the fact that your best wide receiver is out tonight. Well, no, no, we cannot. So I'll double down. Raheem Mostert's questionable now. He's gonna play for the Dolphins, but I just I don't think he's gonna get the the amount of carries, the workload that he's gotten. So that's something to monitor. Ethan, all jokes aside, I am I, I agree with you in that I'm not putting the house on Detroit Rock City either because of these injuries and because that I mean we'll we'll get to two and three and four all the way through eight here in a second, Spence. I do feel like I feel good where I'm at, but Ethan, jokes aside, you do bring up some very, very good points, some very concerning points. But hey, last thing I'll say, someone's gotta be the favorite. Someone's got to right. be the favorite, and why not give it to the team that has scored by far the most points in the league this year? And that's what I wanted to end it on is I can very much see why you would be the favorite. You you had a dominating season, okay? I'm not putting that past you. For sure, you deserve that number one spot. I I, I couldn't think of anybody else that would be the favorite, but I'm just saying I, it, I think things – playoffs are different. It's a different time, man. Things are – people are on edge. Injuries start to pile up as we get to the end of the season. Like a lot of things can happen still. Spence, what do you think, big dog? Yeah, quick quick thoughts on this. I think from the odds makers I talked to, I can't reveal my sources, but from who I talked to, I think path to the playoffs were also an important factor. So we have to look at matchups and potential semifinal matchups. So that plays a factor in these odds. Um, Trent is playing the eight seed, so that maybe influences uh, the odds to an extent. But I think Trent still is a strong team. I mean, I mean, Moster, he's questionable, but I think he's going to get it together. And Mahomes, I think we gotta we gotta reveal this too. Mahomes is a little desperate with that Chiefs team. He's going to have to put it on his back. So there could be a big Mahomes week coming up. So I think – I know it's been a little rough this year, but – And the Lions yeah, a little bit. What, I'm just saying, I mean, like, come on. Like, what are we if we're not objective, man? But, like, at what point do we look at Patrick Mahomes' season and say – He's going to have to turn it on at some point. Like we're He's only weeks. the greatest player we've ever seen. So I think right, that's just but factor like, in a little bit. Right, but we're 15 weeks in. Like he's known that his he's got to do something for a long time now. Look, I no one has been more critical of Pat Mahomes than me this season. I got you, Pat. Go get it for me. Come on. Go have a good game. Damn it. Sorry, Spence. Go ahead. No, no. I think that was basically it. I mean, but hey, Mahomes now, after that kind of the freak out he had last week on the sideline, who knows? Maybe that maybe that lit a fire under him and that Chiefs team. You know what I mean? It could it could be the start of something, but we'll see. We'll see. Should we go on to number two? Yes. Move on to number two. Okay. Okay. So this team close behind Detroit Rock City and odds. So Trent was three to one, three to one to win it all. Number two coming in the Flying Dutchman. Three and a half to one plus three fifty right now. That's what the odds makers have. So uh, a strong showing last week for Nate. I forget what his odds are pre last weekend, but I think he's jumped up quite a bit. So and based on the matchup as well, we got to throw that in as well. Um, so flying Dutchman plus three fifty. What are your thoughts, boys? All jokes aside, you know I've had my anti Dutchman agenda all season, but Nate does have the most hardware in this league for a reason. He's a very, very sound manager, and he's put himself in position, like you said, Spence. I mean, he's grinded. The uh, the the regular season does matter because that first round matchup. I mean, if you if you can cut yourself a break, you can navigate around an injury or two. Um, the Trevor Lawrence lingering ankle injury kind of worries me. The Jags played him last week against yeah, Cleveland when they really didn't have to. 
I would have rather seen them. I mean, you're playing a really good Cleveland defense. Just sit them. You can't afford a loss because they do play in a, a pretty mediocre division. And we'll that's just something to monitor. But I have no problem with Nate being this high because if history means anything, Nate should be in the top three no matter what, whether he's a six seed or or the one. And uh, he's got a damn good team. What do you think, he? You know, I agree. I'm not surprised that Nate is near the top. I think coming in at a five seed, um, a lot of people were expecting him to be one of the favorites, which is kind of interesting how that all played out. But um, Spence, you had mentioned that we have to take into account the uh, the next of the semifinal matchups and who he's potentially going to play. With that being said, we could potentially have a semifinal with the two championships championship odds. They're the, the two highest odds, correct? So I mean right, that would be right. that would be something worth worth looking at. I mean, we could have a Dutchman Rock City semifinal and that I mean if you're betting the favorites here, that would have a lot of implications, a lot of money getting thrown around there, a lot of futures on the line. So I would be careful. I don't I don't again, I I'm more I guess I'm more of just like a value guy. I'm not looking to like I think the margin of error between like a a Trent and a Nate is like too small to like put put my house on something like that, you know. I might sprinkle a little something on the Dutchman, but I'm not looking to put a house payment on it, you know. No, exactly. And I think from what I heard the uh the odds makers, they took into account the second round matchup, but the first round matchups are going to be I think the big one. You got to win that first one. Once you get to the yeah. final four from there, from there it's kind of a new world. You got to get that first one that's on your back, get the monkey off your back, feel a little comfortable, so. But like I I think Nate I mean, he's got a couple cues. He's got Brian Robinson, DJ Moore, questionable. But, I mean, he's just got – I mean, from top to bottom, just doesn't really have any holes. No one where you're like, oh, that guy. I mean, maybe right. T. Higgins isn't, like, the best, but he – I mean, he's not, like, a hey, bad he's, player. He's still yeah. in a contract year. And with Jake Browning playing the way he is, granted it's just a one-game sample size, you are you never really know. But, um, Spence, before we get to number three, I want to throw in there, to your point, I just want to add a little something extra – want to sprinkle a little something on top of what you just said about you got to win the first one. A lot of times in March Madness, when a team is a, a, a contender or a top four seed, one of the favorites, that toughest game's the first one because the, the 16, the 15, the 14, whoever it is, is coming in playing with house money. They're just letting them fly. And, you know, since 2013, we've seen plenty of 15 seeds take down the number two. And last season we saw 16 beat a one. So come to play fellas. This is why we played in this league. You know, everyone has earned their spot in the playoff seating, but you got to throw the record books out. And that's just another example. But Spence, you have number three for us. I do. I do. So number three uh, right now. So this isn't a Homer pick, but this is what the, uh, the odds makers told me. It's uh mate Delmar great again. So plus four fifty, four and a half to one. Um, after a really strong regu regular season, they got a tough matchup in the playoffs. I think this is a marquee matchup. Um, but four and a half to one, solid team top to bottom, I would say. But um, yeah, yeah, thoughts, guys, right away. I can start Let's, here, Trent. Um, go for it. Go for it. I, 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 I love this play at the number three spot. I think plus 450 does provide a lot of value. I, I was kind of expecting uh, Make Delmar great to be top two. You know, not not to just go off their seating, but I think they've proved themselves this year. And the only thing that I think I would be worried about, and I'm going to, like, obviously I'm going to look at Trent and talk about last week, is I was very high on Kid Karch going into the playoffs. And that was a team, and that's oh, going to be, were. Trent, you were, you were just talking about how sometimes your, your hardest matchup could be your first. 
and 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 make Delmar great, I think that's going to be their hardest matchup. If if they make it past, I mean, they they got a they got a short road to the finals after that. I mean, they got a somewhat of a lackluster six and three seed waiting up next. But we can get more to that when when we're when we're there. But um, I, I don't hate the play at make Delmar great at, at three, not at all. I don't hate it either, and we can maybe circle back on this question when we finally uh, reveal the whole board one through eight. I think this is probably the best value that's going to be out there because Spence, I look at your team, I look at you know you've endured the 49ers three game losing streak with Christian McCaffrey, you've endured George Kittle's lackluster middle of the season kind of whatever that was, the little blip. Um, I, call me crazy. I love Jamison Williams. He's boomer bust every single week. And he's a guy who's, you know, he's projected five points every week, could easily score 15 if Jared Goff looks his way. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into the matchups later, but Spence, I, I love this. I love you at three. I love plus four fifty. That's a, that's a good bet for a team that I think is arguably trending up more than any other team in the league right now. I think one of the best, before I throw it to you, Spence, I think one of the best calling cards for championship caliber teams is their ability to win ugly games. And I think Spencer, uh, make Delmar great again, knows a, a thing or two about winning ugly games. I think they've been in scenarios where, like you said, Trent, 49ers three game losing streak, the game McCaffrey didn't have a touchdown, which is like absurd to say, like that was his off game, you know? George Kittle's, like you said, lackluster performance. Lamar Jackson even had a couple games where he kind of didn't do as much as he should have. Spencer knows how to win those grinded out kind of games. So that's something to watch moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Coming from the North Division, this team, we, we play cold weather football up here. So we, <laughs> we grind it out up here. We a little Big Ten, Big Ten, 6-3 football. That's what that's what our, our old school philosophy is. But I think the reason Del Mar is three it's not based on the team's quality, but I think it's that first round matchup. So, and if we can get to the next team, the fourth team, uh, without further ado, Trent. let's introduce. So, next is Kit score, Trent. What next? Uh, Zay White just scored a touchdown. <laughs> oh, lovely! I don't. Uh, we're not doing this in real time. <laughs> I'm not watching the game. Okay, Man, I won't, I won't comment anymore. Damn, the lines, the, the lines are The lines are switching. The 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 lines are scrap it all. Moving. We're starting over right now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, we go, can, we go can for it, Spence. Go for it. Sorry, <laughs> number uh, four. Um, that's funny. That's funny. So, kid number four, Kid Karch, the uh, the matchup. So, Kid Karch right now standing at plus five hundred, five to one odds. Um, mm-hmm. Little lackluster week last week, um, but I think what the real the odds makers saw on this team is the boom potential. This team. I mean, like if they put up 150, 160, you're not that surprised. That's this is that team, but they also have the bust potential. They have a lot of question marks, a lot of injuries right now. So we don't know exactly what where Watson's gonna be, Nico Collins. So there, there's kind of the thing, but all these guys are still available potentially. So but yeah, Kid Carch plus five hundred, maybe the hottest team other than last week coming in, coming into the playoffs. Go ahead, Trey. Um I I respect this team, despite contrary belief, because the radical left media over here, a.k.a. Ethan, is trying to paint a target on this entity's back to make me not like him. Now, the matchup in the first round didn't end up happening. But, Mitchell, I I really like a lot of your pieces. I love Kamara. I love Gibbs. Those are basically the same player. I mean, they're 1A, 1B. Then, I mean, I, 
I, I joke about Cole Komet. Bears are surging, and Justin Fields ain't great at throwing the deep ball. He's a good option for fantasy. And you've got that 49ers defense. So we'll get into the matchup between uh, what ends up being the third and fourth best odds on the board later. But my big question mark, and I'll save this for later, Jordan Love, extremely inconsistent this season. Boomer bust, Spence, to your point. Uh, Ethan, what do you see with Kid Karch at number four? Um, obviously I'm a big kid Karch fan. You heard all about it in the last podcast. I think this, I think I would have loved to see a little, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the four spot, but I, if I was putting money on it, I would have loved to see a little bit more value, maybe like a plus 600 plus 650, somewhere around there. Um, I a hundred percent agree Trent in the fact that Jordan love is, I feel like he's somewhat going to be the tell here. Um, but I think, you know, with everybody going into this playoffs, like I think injuries are going to bang some people. I think injuries are really going to hurt and teams and it's going to be the reason for a couple people. I already kind of feel bad for Dave. I mean, he lost his franchise quarterback. Justin Jefferson went down last week. Like it, it's, it's a little, it's a little disheartening, um, like thinking about, uh, the, the still in college headquarters moving in. Obviously, I don't give a shit because I'm in his division. But, like, I'm talking about from a fan perspective, you know. But uh, speak, speaking on Kid Karch, uh, make Delmar great. Spencer, I, I don't know if you knew this, but, like, if Mitchell would have won that game, me and him would have switched spots. You, you would have had me in round one and Kid Karch in – uh round two potentially had had we gotten a jack mitchell first round in the playoffs that would have been insane but um so that like you said i think you got the hardest draw in the playoffs there uh spinky but i i like mitchell's team obviously there's question marks as there is to everybody the story of this team is going to be jordan love and it's going to be are these wide receivers healthy enough to play and catch the ball i'm a little worried about this dallas team in the cold weather i'm hoping dak prescott has a has a hiccup, so that might cause C.D. Lamb to have some somewhat of a hiccup. But I, I, I like 500. I see why Vegas put him there. All right. Uh, that's all I got, Spence. Unless you've got something else, we can go to number five. Not really. Like I said, I think this team has this very high boomer bust potential. A lot of people like them, like them a little while ago. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Introducing number five, we can go to the next one. So this one, this is a team I would not have expected – halfway through the season to be the fifth highest odds and winning their division, no less. Introducing number five is uh, Hyde Mr. Moon, Mr. Jack Gamini at plus 700. That's where he's sitting at right now. Um, but yeah, this team is a totally different team since the voice came on the pod, I'd say. I think that was for whatever reason. Everything kind of changed after that pod appearance. And yeah, you boys might have had a, a part to play in this. I can I speak on this first. I mean... Um, obviously I, I'm playing him in first round, but like when you look at the rest of the field, I can see, I mean, he's a division winner at heart. So obviously he, he deserves a spot, you know, being above other people, but like, I, I, I gotta lay it out how it is. I, I don't see Mr. Moon making any sort of progress in these. Playoffs. I wonder why that is. I wonder why <laughs> this is no agenda. There's no favoritism here. I'm just calling it how it is. Tell me, tell me what you want to think, but I, I I see Aaron Jones coming back, so AJ Dillon's getting less production. I see Travis Kelsey playing a tough, p- 
Patriots defense, you know, with, with all the struggles that the Chiefs are going through right now, now the Houston offense is going to struggle a little bit with CJ Stroud being out. Like I, I, everything hinges on the, on, on the idea that like these injuries are going to have an effect. So it's, it's, it's call it how you see it. But I think I, I, I it may strike me as I say this, but I think Mr. Moon peaked at the wrong time. That's what I'll say. I think he peaked at the wrong time. Okay. Um, I think, look, I've given Jack plenty of props. Moon. I've given Moon plenty of props, excuse me, all season long. I think you've got Mike Evans in a contract year. I think you've got Travis Kelsey, who some way or another, some way, shape, or form, I mean, death taxes, Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. and He's somehow the number one fantasy tight end. Look, Jack doesn't score a lot of points. But when he does, it's like 150 plus. So I can totally see why he's here, Spence. I think this would maybe rival make Delmar for the best value on the board because, like Ethan said, he is a division winner. And again, in the NFL, we got the NFC South who's probably going to have someone who wins eight or nine games win that division. So we can't put a ton into who wins a division. But right. nonetheless, to be the fifth team on the board when he scores as many points as he does – um, and he's got the talent he's got. I, I, uh, I got no problem with it, Spence. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the one thing I think the odds maker saw too was Dak Prescott. I mean, he's been on a tear as of late MVP playing at, at sure. Buffalo. So he's playing in the cold this weekend. So we see that might change, but he does have him. I mean, Deandre Hopkins, Mike Evans, two kind of vets, just getting it done for him still. This is, I mean, this is a solid team. It's not maybe the sexiest team, but it's one that finds a way to win more often than not. Yeah, and like to Ethan's point earlier about Spencer's team, Delmar kind of finds a way to win. I'd say the same about Moon. I think those two teams, for whatever reason, are kind of attached at the hip with that narrative. It, it ain't really about how many points you score. It's about grinding out the win. It's all situational football, baby. And uh, that's all I got on that matter, Spence. Okay. Okay. Then uh, we can move to the next one. So I'd say the odds maker saw kind of a drop off after Moon. Moon's kind of that mid middle team, and so the bottom three still a good team, still great seasons, but uh, a little more of a uh, I would say risky, but uh, a little higher odds. So introducing number six, we have still in college at plus nine fifty nine and a half to one right now. This team does have some guys coming back. Potentially, they're another potential team that if things go right, they could very much go right. But it's it's going to be especially playing the Dutchman. It's going to be a tough first round for him. But uh, yeah, yeah. Thoughts on uh, still in college plus nine fifty. Um, we can keep things moving because I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on this, and that's no disrespect to Dave or his team. I mean, Dave was the first guest on this podcast, so I've got some love for Dave, of course. But yeah, just a lot of question marks, a lot of injuries. We'll see, but it's definitely an uphill climb for David. I can see why he's where he's at in these in these odds. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I for these bottom three, I, I'll completely see why everyone is the way that they are. Hart goes out to the divisional opponent for losing the quarterback the way that he did. It's just going to be rough sledding. He's he's going to have an absolute gauntlet of a journey getting through the Flying Dutchman and then potentially Detroit Rock City. So. If if still in college is is who we say that he is, then it's 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 going to be a rough few games to travel through. So I see why he's there. Um, Hart goes out to him. Obviously, again, like Trent said, first guest on the podcast. 
but it's going to be a tough couple weeks for still in college if he wants to get to, get it done. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I just echo everything you guys said. It's going to be a tough road, uphill battle. Um, but David, I mean, David's been here before. He's been in some battles in the playoffs. He's used, he's been in these big games. So I think there there is a road, but it's a uh, it's a gauntlet. Okay, so moving on, we can move on to number seven. So at number seven, we have uh, Mr. Ethan Rising, a lickety split, sitting at 11 to 1, plus 1,100 right now. Hey, some people are saying very good value right now. Not a bad No, that's the one thing that I wanted to say is this is an absolute value play. If we we look at the the state of this league right now and we look at, you know, the matchups, we got a team over here at the lickety split uh, headquarters here. That has some of the most heart I've seen out of any team that's possibly been in this league so far. You know, you got guys that are constantly changing, constantly um, trying to find their way with new players, trying to establish chemistry. But these guys want to play football. They, they come every single week. They put the pads on. They go out and they hit people. They go out and they run the ball. They go out and they catch the ball. You know what? They Gardner Minshew is a guy that – Game on the line, somebody needs to make a throw. I'm giving the ball to Gardner Minshew. Some some guy needs that to make a throw. That is the most asinine thing I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> I've heard a lot of asinine <laughs> shit on this podcast. And listen, listen. Obviously, I see why I am the way that I am. Injury stricken this entire year, 100%. But I am not putting it past me. Because if I get past week this week, you got to understand that Jonathan Taylor has a good shot at playing next week. And when he, if he comes back, that's I got I got guys, you know. And I meant to say this earlier, but like anybody can have an off week. We have seen it time and time again. It's all about who's going to put together more not off weeks. Who's going to put together more good weeks than the next guy. So that's the one thing about the playoffs is that it, it doesn't matter if you can't put one together anymore, or I guess, it, I mean, sorry, what I'm trying to say is it finally matters. Like if you can't put it together for a week, like you're done. So I don't want to put it past lickety split. Obviously I'm biased, but I think these projections are doing them dirty right now. So, yeah, okay. All right. Hot take. I'll leave, it if at you that. I'll leave it at that. If you can't put it together for a week, you're done. Hot take. It's the playoffs. Yes, that is correct. Um, I will throw this in there, Ethan. The ironic thing in everything you just said is the reason you're the seventh best odds is because of Gardner Minshew. Look at all the other playoff teams and look at their quarterbacks. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about Josh, not Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. We're talking about even like a boomer bust guy like Dak Prescott who might win the MVP. You have Gardner fucking Minshew. Under, I'm not, look. What I know, we got Colts fans that listen to this, aka Gavin and 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 maybe Audrey if she roots with him. Look, <laughs> this is I I I like your team. I like Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Pacheco's absence. I love Amari Cooper. I'm a huge Amari Cooper fan. But um, I don't think this is a terrible value play either. I just I wasn't gonna shit on your team at all until you said that nonsense about Gardner Minshew. That's all. Say what you want to say, man. A lot a lot of people struggle. A lot of quarterbacks struggle to get 16-plus points, believe it or not. And Gardner Minshew has been consistently being serviceable on this squad. So if he can keep doing what he's doing 
ever since he's entered my okay. roster. Well, he's playing Mike Tomlin, who's coaching for his job. So I will um we'll get to that later. Yeah, are when... we gonna touch on the fact that Bailey Zappi dropped three touchdowns and 280 yards? Because if uh, yeah. that's the team that Gardner Minshew's walking into, I'm I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. But we can talk more about that, I guess, when Sunday comes around. The motor behind that win was Ezekiel Elliott, and I should know because he scored 23 and <laughs> a half motor. The motor. Sorry, Spence. We shouldn't be spending this much time on the team with the seventh best odds to win the championship. So why don't you're you right, go You're ahead? right. You're right. No, I you're like right. it. I like right. it. I think this is the odds makers. Just to, to, uh, to talk about Licky Split for a second. I mean, they saw this three-man combo of Juju, Smith-Schuster, Kraft, and Wilson. I mean, that was – I mean, hey, they could well, – hey, Kraft did his thing last week, but uh, we'll see. I think Nobody's starting spot is safe right now. <laughs> that's, a decision, that's a decision we're gonna make on saturday it definitely it's seems right. like it's not yeah yeah but also is your kicker on ir right now i i noticed that, that too yeah, yeah. what's Tiny up with the fair baron is projected to make his return this week given the fact that cj stroud returns or not will be the deciding factor on if he enters the the matchup but okay. for okay. now he is in there okay fair fair could be a big week for fair baron i know he's ready to go um introducing number eight to our last team and we all know who it is it's uh trevolution a team that many, many did not see. I mean, last week before the before the Sunday games, I think he was plus 2,300. Pretty good value if you got him then. But now sitting at plus 1,300, 13 to 1. Going up against the one seed, he's got he's got a tough road. But, um, hey, he did his thing last week. He won when it mattered after five straight losses. And he's sitting here now. He's in the playoffs. He's got a shot. And he's playing with house money. Nothing, nothing to play, uh, nothing to be scared of, nothing to be nervous about, just seeing what he can do. So I'll send over to you, boys. He jumped four spots to make the playoffs when he needed to, just like uh, I think it was Jack said that in the chat today. Um, and you know what? I mean, I'm, I know we're supposed to preview this as if we don't know what's happening in Thursday night football, but he got a touchdown out of his boy Zay White. So uh, currently projected to beat Detroit Rock City by six and a half points, and that'll be something we can talk about in a bit when we get to it. But look, there's only eight teams that make the playoffs. Someone's got to be first. Someone's got to be last. And right now. I mean, it looks like Trev is in decent shape for a first round upset. And, you know, I mean, after this, after this week's action, we'll have to go into when there's only four teams left, what the odds are then. Because I think if Trev pulls the upset off, there's no reason he shouldn't be top two uh, in the odds. But we'll cross that bridge if we come to it, Ethan. What do you think of Trev at number eight? Yeah, I mean, as you know, I've been pretty low on Trevor for the past, you know, however many weeks it's been. I feel like ever since I we started this league, I feel like I've been somewhat low on Trevor. But, you know, I'll tip the cap. He went, he won when he needed to last week. And I think he's got guys on his team who could, you know, do well at just like everybody does. So again, I'm I'm saying like it's this is all gonna come down to who who's gonna put it together and who's not. Trent, you you said, you know, someone's gonna win, someone's gonna lose. I don't hate Trevor's team. Uh, fun fact, Washington versus L.A., I believe, is the n- number one over or like points scored game. Vegas has them at the highest over yes. under in the yes. whole slate. So Sam Howell could potentially get quite a few points here. Something to look at. Um, well, Ethan, Ethan, I'm, real quick I'm not going to call it upset alert yet, though. Can I interject on that real quick? Because Sam yeah. Howell, I agree with you. He's got a lot of potential this week to put up some points. He is the fourth best fantasy quarterback this season. And yeah. it's ironic because Trevor, who was one of the scarier threats to begin the season, coming out hot, 
he actually beat me in the first head to head. And that made, that's what vaunted him way up there. Now he ended up losing five straight later, like we talked about, but his quarterback was Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow wasn't having a great year. So Trev just continues to find ways to win. And who had uh, Sam Howell being a much better fantasy quarterback than Joe Burrow on their bingo card in 2023? Cause I did not. And mm -hmm. Again, someone's got to be last, but all eight teams that made the playoffs, there's a path for every single one of them. And if I can just say this for the record before we go back to Spence, and this is not recency bias, it is what it is. I disagree with Trev being the last dog in the race. I think he should be at least seven, maybe six. But um, again, these aren't Spencer's odds. These are the odds makers. I'm just, Spencer's the one presenting them to us. I just want to throw that out there. I think Trev, as someone who was a very red-hot team, lost five in a row. I think he's a lot more dangerous than he's getting credit for. Yeah, that's fair. That may be a fair assessment. But I, I just think you just can't, those five games were tough. And they, I mean, they all were in the 80s. They all were in the, in the fucking 80s. So, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to forget about that. A lot of, makers a lot of, yeah. a lot of people were saying he lost the locker room. during. <laughs> he did. He maybe, I guess he got back. <laughs> I think uh, maybe he's got it back right now, but it was it was lost for a little bit. There was a uh, yeah, there was some going on in that locker room. Down in, is he down in the Dirty South? Is that the division he's in? I yeah, believe. oh yeah, yeah, so, there's something going on in the Dirty South in that locker room. But hey, they figured something out. They got a big win last week. Maybe the guys are ready to go. So, but we'll see. But that's our one through eight. So uh, yeah, just a recap: we have Detroit Rock City, Dutchman, Delmar, Kit Karch, Mister Moon. Still in college, lickety split, and revolution in that order. Mm. So, all right. Well, let's take a look ahead to week one of the playoffs. Man, have we waited a long time for this one? Um, is there a matchup you guys care to discuss first? And I can get us started, but I, I don't know how you guys want to go about the order here. I say we just start at the top, man. Start at yeah. one through eight. I that sounds good to me. All right, one versus eight. It's Detroit Rock City, the one seed taking on Trevolution, the eight. Um. I'm going to have a very simple formula for how I break these down. I'll go first if you guys don't mind. I've got a boom, a bust, and an X factor for each matchup. And that's kind of how I'm going to go about my predictions. Uh, we'll start on the side of Detroit Rock City. For a boom, I say Sam Laporta. I think that Denver defense is no good. They gave up 70 points. Ethan says they're sneaky. I disagree. You're coming off a week where Sam Laporta only had two catches, and he's still on pace for the best rookie tight end season of all time. So, I think Sam Laporta gets right in Detroit. Bust, I'm going to say Raheem Mostert. And I say this with a lot of pain on my face because I can't not start him. He's the number two fantasy running back. He's a big reason for why my team is where it is. I can't sit him this week, even though I have Zeke laying in the weeds after a 23-and-a-half-point week, and you know maybe he could score more than Raheem Mostert. I just don't see Raheem Mostert with a whole lot of production this week. My X factor is Jerry Judy. Uh, I think the Lions secondary is awful. I know the Lions secondary is awful. I've watched all uh, 14 games, whatever that is. Bad math, 13 games. Um, and it, but, but with that being said, he's only had two games with double digits, Jerry Judy. So it's boom or bust, and he's the X factor. On Trevor's side, the boom is Zay Flowers. Jacksonville is number 25 versus wide receivers. Uh, Lamar's, I keep saying this, Lamar's due for a great week. Uh, my boss for Trev is that Vikings defense. They're playing Cincinnati. I'm not sure if you guys are super high on the Browning train. They have a hell of a lot of uh, talent still with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins in a contract year. Still have Joe Mixon. So I don't see that Vikings D having a great day against Cincinnati. And my X factor for Trev, I talked about it earlier, Sam Howell. 
somehow is the number four fantasy football quarterback. Now, um, you know, nothing's a sure thing, and that Washington team is not good, so we'll see if he can replicate that when Trev needs it most. But that's the X factor. And, Ethan, I'll kick it to you first for your thoughts on this one. But, of course, I'm going to take myself to win this one. By the way, real quick, I know I'm talking for a long time. This is the fourth time in 15 weeks that Trevor and I are playing each other. we got to figure that out next year. That can't be a thing. I know it's the playoffs that shouldn't count, but Judas Maud, four (laughs) times in 15 weeks? (laughs) I mean, what are you you asking? You're asking me. You are familiar with each other. Would, would you like me to move heaven and earth while I'm at it, Ethan? <laughs> yeah, that's something the commissioners definitely have to take a look at next year. Might have to come to another agreement on scheduling purposes. Heard a lot of mixed reviews about the uh, division versus division and then the two rounds of it. So no, I'm just I'm back. just I'm just messing with you. I'm you know I'm, <laughs> I, I said last week, quote, I'm not afraid of anybody. But yeah, we'll we'll look at the tape. This later. league is for the people. League is for the people, you know. So uh going off of what this matchup presents itself to be i'm a little (laughs) i'm glad you know trent listen i'm a little worried about trent's team simply for the fact that i'm sticking to my take about the lines against denver i know it's a night game i know it's in detroit i know like it's gonna be absolutely banging at ford field but Raheem Moster, again, big question mark. I'm a little nervous about Mahomes on the road in Foxborough against the Patriots. I'm a little nervous about it. But I do think, and Trent, don't get on me just yet. I do think that you are going to win this game. I do think that, you know, I do think Detroit Rock City is going to end up getting it done. I think this is going to be a more low, more low scoring than some people might think. I think the uh, – so I'm just going to – Trent, you had your boom bust X Factor. I just had my key to the game. I think the key to this game is going to be A-Chain versus Mostert. Who's going to outperform the other? Who's going to get more touches? Who's going to end up staying in the game more? I think that's going to be the tell here because I think, you know, when you're looking at just like everyone doing what they usually do, quarterbacks should get somewhat the same. Running backs, you should you should take that fairly easily. Amon Ross St. Brown should do his normal, but I think overall as a core, I'll take Trevor's wide receivers. Taysom Hill is a sneaky player, dude. Like he could get three rushing touchdowns for all we know. You know, like he's not even a tight end, truly. But I think that the uh, the key is going to be whether A Chain or Mostert handles the rock more. But give me Rock City. Obviously, I'm going to take the one seed versus the eight seed. But Upset potential, question mark? I don't know. Call it what you want. Well, yeah. Clearly it's happening. It's already en route. I mean, the the fantasy experts think it's going to be an upset. So here we go, Spence. I don't know. Yes, yes. Um, Some people are saying that. I I still, I like Detroit Rock City. I think, especially, I think St. Brown has a big game. He kind of was, I don't know, uncharacteristic, kind of tough game. Had a few drops last week. So I think he... He's going to be a guy who gets pissed off if he like if he fucks up in any capacity. So I think he's going to bounce back, have a big Spence, game. before you reveal the spread for this game, Ethan and I will both guess. But I, this is the last comment on this, on this matchup. If the Lions play well, Detroit Rock City wins. It's not it's, – it's Detroit Rock City for a reason. Uh, it's an ungodly amount of Lions. That's been the formula for as long as Trent's been in this league. And it just so happens that this season, when the Lions have a two-game lead in the NFC North with four games to play, they're nine and four, that Trent is looking the best he's ever looked. So we will see. Um, I'm going to guess. Does this rank, where does this rank on your most important Lions games list? 
um emotionally it's very high it's That's also what very high. In, in terms of your emotional like investment where does it rank up <laughs> look there's this gonna is, be a little extra theatrics with you watching is. that game i already know of course there will be this is probably gonna surprise some people or, or maybe it won't actually it probably won't surprise anybody i don't give a fuck about fantasy if the lions win i really don't i i mean even last year when i was like in the final four and i was making no i just wanted the lions to keep winning because they were on that tear at the end of the year my family and i went to go see them play in carolina which ironically was the one game they lost out of the final seven but um yeah, I don't care. I mean, I'll be watching. I'll be. I. I'm not gonna lie. I completely forget about fantasy when the Lions are playing. I just want the team to win. The team needs to win. By the way, they need to win Saturday night at eight fifteen. Whatever. Uh, my my guess for the line on this game. This is before the. Yeah, this, this is before before what just happened. Not that that makes a huge difference, but it probably it was swinging maybe a couple of points, but not. We're this is pre. I don't know who White is, but pre-White touchdown. Pre-Zay White. I would guess DRC minus six and a half was the line. I'm going to guess DRC minus nine and a half. It is not. It is DRC 16 and a half. That's Whoa. where it's opened up at. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> big, big favorite. Wow. Whoa. So we're already fighting an uphill climb. I got a solution to cover. Okay, well, I'll let you guys pick the next matchup because I got to go call my boys. I got to go call the locker room and tell Pat to get fired up right now because I need him. I need, I need Mahomes to get warmed up now on a Thursday. <laughs> Jokes okay. aside, um, okay, so the spread is minus 16 and a half. I'll take Trevolution to cover. Is that a hot okay. take? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of weeks where he was in the 80s. You're right. right. And it is, it, has, it is a one versus eight. I yeah. mean, we got to remember who each team is at heart, you know. 16's a lot in this league. I don't know. There's a lot of blowouts. There no, is no, a lot no, of blowouts. No, look, I look, think look, there are more blowouts than people may think. I am not shitting on the line itself. I'm not shitting on the odds makers. I'm just saying as the owner of this team, I mean, <laughs> I, I know I've been I've been very – flamboyant in my defense of my team all year. I am not on my high horse this week, particularly because of the Keenan Allen injury and maybe Mostert as well. So I don't think my team's going to cover a 16 and a half point spread. I do think we're going to win. However, Ethan, who do you have to cover? And then we'll move on. Um, I'm going to take Trevolution to cover, but I do agree with Vegas that bigger margins of victory happen more often than not. And I do believe that Rock City has potential to blow out Trevolution, but it's just a, things get a little bit more scary in the playoffs, man. It's it's a different ball game. So I'm going to take Trevolution to cover, but I mean, I, would I be surprised if Rock City won by 30? No, I, I can't say that I would be. But as we've seen from the last two matchups of last week, like as things start to heat up, like the fan, like the fantasy football people watching upstairs – they start to make the matchups get a little bit more interesting. So, but I'm gonna take Trevolution to cover this one. Fair, fair. I think that's fair. I'll take I'll take DRC. I think big high scoring game in Detroit this weekend. So, DRC hey, sixteen and a half. I would love if you're correct. I would yeah. love it. And and by the way, again, again, I have faith. I have faith in my team. I just sixteen is a big number, especially considering the context. But, um. Let's move on. Number two, make Delmar great again, taking on number seven, Kid Karch. My boom for this game, for Spence's team, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Arizona sucks. 
I think San Francisco is going to get up early and run the ball. My bust, using that same logic, I think uh, George Kittle, I think San Francisco is going to get up big, and I think his role will kind of be blocking. My X factor, I've mentioned this as well on this podcast already, but Jamison Williams, I think the Lions, I think they're 3-0 and this season when he scores a touchdown. Now, granted, you know, they've won nine games. So there's been six wins where he hasn't scored a touchdown. But it's just it's one of those boomer bust things. Um, so he's my X factor. On Karch's side, the boom for Karch has got to be the 49ers defense. Again, Arizona sucks. I'm nervous for my own James Conner. Um, bust, I'm going to say C.D. Lamb. It's not really a case of him being a bust. It's just 16.3. That's what he's projected. That's a lot for a team that's playing Buffalo in Buffalo who is desperate. They're the home team, whatever. X factor for Karch, Cole Komet. It's kind of the opposite of the Kittle logic. I think this game between the Bears and the fucking Browns <laughs> is going to be so run-centric, and uh, I think you're going to see a lot of dump-offs to Cole Komet, and in a league where it's half PPR, he could be the X factor here. But, Ethan, what do you see in Delmar versus Karch? I, I I believe this is going to be quite a high-scoring matchup here. I think there is a lot of boom potential that we can see, that we can look at here. Um, you know, listen, I think, like I said, both teams got potential. I think my key to this game is going to lie with the Del Mar Great squad. How do the 49ers approach this Arizona team? I think that's my biggest question because – you know, I, I had the uh, the the opportunity to live in Arizona for a couple of years. I got to see a couple San Francisco Arizona matchups. They take that shit seriously, like and like it's weird to think about a West Coast team like rivalry like that. But man, that is a big game in the on the West side of this country. And San Fran won by twenty one earlier this year. But in Arizona, I can see that being like a sneaky kind of rowdy game that kind of goes back and forth. I see it the other way, Trent. I can I can see Christian McCaffrey kind of maybe having his little off day, but I could see Kittle doing a lot to this game. I think Kittle's kind of due. I think the Chiefs' defense are going to be an, an absolute golden play. I'm worried about Rasheed Rice. I think Lamar's going to – Trent, you mentioned how he was due for a good week. I think he's just been having good weeks. I think Baltimore is just the clear AFC favorite. Um, I think Lamar's going to go off. With Mitchell – Going back to the Lions, man, I think they got to give Gibbs the rock more, man. When when they give him the rock, good things happen. And I think he's going to get tested this week, and he's going to perform. I think he's going to score quite a bit of points. I think this is going to be a fire fest going back and forth. But uh, if we're talking money line, I'm going to say give me give me Spence. Give me Meg Delmar. I think overall he's a more well-rounded squad. And I think he's just consistently done more than Kid Karch has this year. Last week kind of last week kind of ran me off the edge a little bit. That kind of made me worried. So give me make Delmar great though. Yeah, if I can just say a couple words about this one, I think this is I don't know this is this is the best matchup I would say. Two teams who, I mean, I've been rolling. I've won five straight. Kid Karch second half of the season has maybe been I mean other than last week last week was kind of a, a weird week but other than that second half of the season he's kind of been steadily one of the top top couple teams but I think for me what I'm what I see as the really big X factor is if Quinn Johnston who's playing right now down 21 nothing to the Raiders which is kind of nuts in the first quarter and then Jamison Williams if those two guys can just at least combine to give you about 15 that's huge because those guys could both get zero that's the thing i'm really looking at on my side and then 
for Karch, I think Nico Collins is huge. Even without CJ Stroud, I think he's he's just really important to that kid Karch team. And Stevenson, I mean, I mean he's questionable, but if he does play and Jordan Love, like we said earlier, I think a lot of the the season rides with him. If he's going to be a thirty point guy or if he's going to be like a 14, 15 point guy, that's kind of the make or break for that team. But like I said, I think I don't know. I'm looking fun. It's going to be a fun matchup for first round of playoffs. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Win or lose. Commenting on commenting on one more thing really quick. I think one of the best parts of this league. One of the best things about this 16-man league is, like, Spencer made a point about it. Those guys on your team who, like, have no place at starting on your roster, just, like, rooting for them to score, like, three to six points. You're just like, just catch a couple balls, get around 25, 35 yards, and I'm good. That was me last week with with Jalen Hyatt and Tucker Craft. I was like, if you guys can t- combine for 10, I'm, I'm feeling good, you know? And they well, did, and they one. did, and it got you the one. So that's well, the that's the that's the funny thing about you know whenever I tell people about our league and there's 16 teams and they always talk about the quarterbacks and how chaotic that is, especially this year when there's been 50 plus starters this year. You the 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 difference is when you draw that line and we're in the playoffs, you see a lot less of that. It's the stars are coming out, the teams that have been winning all year are starting to keep rolling. Spence, okay, so I think I think last week. Last week, or not last week, last matchup, I think I was kind of making this, like, guessing the spread with my heart. I think I'm going to guess the spread the way that Vegas would see it this time around. So I think Vegas is going to see this being a lot closer than a two versus seven seed might present. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Delmar minus, I'm going to go minus six and a half. Um... I'm going to go the opposite direction. I like Delmar minus 12 and a half. That's mine. Well, right now it is standing at four and a half. Four and a half mm. is the spread right now. Just like I said, that big boom kid cartridge factor. One thing I yep. see, and I think I, the odds makers would attest to this, I think Make Delmar is a very consistent team. They're very consistent in scoring 110 to 125. That's kind of their ballpark on average. And they haven't really, they haven't, they've gone above a few times. They've gone below a couple times, but that's kind of their ballpark. So a very steady team. Well, Kid Karch, especially recently, has had some big, big weeks. He's had some downers too, like just last week, but he's had some weeks where like CeeDee Lamb has nearly 40, Collins will have 27, and then he'll have like Kamara and Gibbs combined for another like 40. So that's what I'm saying. Like there's a volatile team. It's a volatile team. It could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised if either team won by. 20 to be honest with you i can see that definitely happening all right well now we will move into three versus six matchup uh we got the flying dutchman at the three taking on still in college at the six my boom for the dutchman dk metcalf you got a desperate seahawks team taking on an awful philadelphia defense that is sliding my bust for the dutchman is trevor lawrence and this is not hate it's simply just he's playing hurt and he's playing the ravens defense again you should have taken last week off against the Browns and gotten ready for this one because this one has implications. My X factor for the Dutchman is T Higgins. And it's all, it all, the reason it's an X factor is because a he's in a contract year and B it all hinges on how does Jake Browning look? Uh, if he gets him the ball a little bit, I think T Higgins could be a big X factor in this one. On the other side, still in college, the boom is the Colts defense. You can laugh if you want, but the Steelers offense is broken. They haven't won a game with Mitch Trubisky yet. And Mike Tomlin's coaching for his job. I know I mentioned this earlier, 
but like it's kind of weird. I think the defense is fired up to play for Tomlin, and on the other side, George Pickens is pissed off. Najee Harris is pissed off. There's a lot of pissed off offensive players. I don't think they're going to play that great. So I like the Colts D. My bust for David and Ferris. This is kind of tongue in cheek. I don't really know who to pick for this. So I went with Hunter Henry. Uh, the, Chief, <laughs> the Chiefs have the number six defense versus the tight ends, and the Pats offense sucks. I think this is just going to be a route. Kansas City is going to roll New England. And my X factor, Bryce Young. Uh, number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud has outshined him, outshone him, excuse me, to this point. But this is a divisional game. They're playing Atlanta, who's number 22 against the quarterback. And again, it's the X factor. Bryce Young could score seven points. He could score 28. So we'll see what you got, Bryce Young. And that's all I got. Ethan, what are your thoughts on Dave and Nate? Yeah, man. Listen, I was I was pretty high on the Flying Dutchman, you know, given the fact that they're a Vegas favorite in here. But let me tell you something about this. Uh, the uh, Hold on. The I'm trying to think about which division we came from. Um, hold on. Give me one second. What, what division are we in? West? Um, East. The East. East Division. Let me tell you something about this East Division, man. Got some gritty teams in there. And I, I know that's biased. And you guys, I've, I'm, I'm not going to speak you know, on my team right now, I'm going to speak on David's team. This team is, is a team that's been punched in the face several times and they are somewhat finding ways to put it together. And I think the X factor here, obviously you can look at Justin Jefferson if he's going to play or not, but I think the X factor here is like you said, Trent Bryce Young. You know, David's missing an integral piece to his team with Justin Herbert being his franchise guy. If Bryce Young, and we were just talking about those guys that you're just like hoping to do something. If Bryce Young can give him 25, Hmm. I think the rest of the boys are going to put it together. Okay. I'm a little bit worried about this team over here on the Flying Dutchman. I am not convinced that Robinson and Moore are going to do what they usually do this game. I'm not convinced that T. Higgins and D.K. Metcalf are going to do what they do in this game. You know, I think across the board, Nate has some tough matchups. Look at Trevor Lawrence. He's playing hurt against a Baltimore defense. And Baltimore is just a bunch of crazy sons of a guns that want to kill whoever is on the other side. So I'm kind of worried. With that being said, give me stealing college money line. Ooh, that's give plus 200 right money. now. Plus 200. Give, give me stealing college money line with that being said. I think he can put it together. That's all I'm going to say. I think he can put it together. I, I could see a flop week out of the Dutchman here. I could see a flop. Well, I, could see, could yeah. I. I could see a flop every week out of the Dutchman. <laughs> but Spence, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, yeah. I think – I mean, the Dutchman clearly are better, I think, top to bottom. But I think we got to give Dave props. He's been quiet, kind of under the radar. But think about this. He was the first pick, and his first pick got hurt for the majority of the season. And he still found a way to make the playoffs, not only make the playoffs, but win his division. I mean, that is, I mean, think about it. He picked first and then what he picked 33rd, 32nd. Yeah. So that's a right. pretty remarkable kind of feat to still do that. I, I think that's very impressive in his team building efforts. But um, I just think it's going to rest on, I mean, Jaden Reed's been playing well, but he's going to need kind of like last week. He needs just a random guy, either Gibson or Henry or Lockett, maybe to just get him like 15, 20. Like he's going to need just a game where you're like, wow, I'm surprised that guy did that. But hey, here we are. But um, give me Nate. I think Nate just has a better team, top to bottom. But I, 
Ethan, I could see there's a world where all these teams lose. I think they're, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's such a, such a boomer bust. You never know in this league. And that's what makes the playoffs so fun. It's this winner go home. So, but I think the Dutchmen are just top to bottom, more solid and uh, a little safer. So guessing this line here, I'll take Dutchman minus nine and a half. Yeah, I think I think Vegas is pretty high on the Dutchman. I'm gonna go Dutchman minus 14 and a half. Right now, I think Ethan's a little bit closer. Is it it's 12 and a half? That's where it sits at right now. All right. But you both both were kind of right in the in the ballpark of it. So. Double digit win, nonetheless. Yep. Um, all right, let's go to our final matchup, the four five. The nose to the grindstone. We got the number four, Hide Mr. Moon, taking on number five, Lick It a Split. Um, I'll start on Jack's side. The boom for me is Mike Evans. Um, I'm not going to act like I have contacts down here with the Tampa Bay Bucks, but I do work in the Southwest Florida ESPN radio industry, and I will tell you all Tampa Bay has is Mike Evans. Uh, I think the Bucks win this game outright. It's a contract year for Mike Evans. Stop me if I've said that before on this con- on this podcast. And he likes Baker. Chris Godwin does not. They don't have the same connection. So I think Mike Evans goes off against the Packers. Bust Eagles defense. They're trending down. Short and sweet. X factor for Jack. Travis Kelsey. And I know, you know, he's the number one tight end. Why is he an X factor? Well, the Pats have a good defense. Bill Belichick is on the other side. And the Chiefs have two losses in a row. So is Travis Kelsey going to have a good game? I don't know. On the lickety split side, before I throw it to Ethan, my boom is Cooper Cup. I think the Rams are a playoff team. They're trending up. I still have plenty of love for Matthew Stafford. And Washington is number 31 against the receiver in fantasy this year. So I think Cooper Cup goes the fuck off. Bust? I already talked about this earlier, so won't spend too much time on it. Gardner Minshew. Mike Tomlin's coaching for his job against... Gardner Minshew, enough said. X Factor, um, kicker situation. That's it. That's all I got. E, I'll throw it to you. Before I dive in, Trent, I'm genuinely cur- curious if you actually think Tomlin is coaching for his job, or are you just doing that? Um, I do. He's been the head coach there since 2006. Uh, so it's been, you know, I, I, it's not that he's overstayed or outworn his welcome or whatnot, but they haven't been great for a few years. I remember a last. When was it? Was it 2021? Have they had any talent at quarterback, though, besides Big Ben? Well, Ethan, that's because of him. He Is he, it? Is he the GM yeah. as well? No, but he runs the show. I mean, he he basically he – hired Canada. He hired Canada. He oh, hired man. Matt Canada, who was terrible. And Mike Tomlin also – I mean, Big Big Ben was a shell of himself for the last five years, and they were still – didn't they start 11-0 one year, and then they lost to Cleveland in the first round? Like, I, I think everyone kind of knows – Dude, the Mike, they haven't won a playoff game, I think, since like 2014. Don't quote me on okay. that, but I'm pretty sure they haven't won a playoff game in like a decade. Yeah. So, yeah. so, Ethan, I don't think he'll get fired, but I, I do think that there's some angst and some intensity in that locker room. And I, I, I just think, yeah. It's just, yeah. No, I totally agree that they got some absolute douchebags in that locker room, 100%. But he's game planning like- for a backup quarterback. You know, I just. Right. Not to mention the fact the Steelers are still alive for the playoffs in real life. So we'll see. But yeah, that's just my I opinion. I could, be, I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you, Trent. I think something's like where they're welcome after a while. Like you just need fresh energy into a building sometimes. Well, and, dude, the, yeah. The, yeah. the report is that the Pats are moving on from Belichick after yeah. this year. And I could see, I mean, this might be maybe a year premature still, but I could even see Seattle maybe thinking about a move too. Like Carol, it's just some things you know. What I mean, they run their course. They run their course, and sometimes you got to got to get a new era. And 
So oh, totally. But without further ado, let's get to Ethan's thoughts on his matchup with Jack. Yeah, obviously, I, I, I do. I have a lot to say on this matchup, and I've already kind of spoken a lot about it. So I guess I'm going to keep my thoughts pretty concise here. But I this is like ideal. This was my – I didn't like – I listen, I'm just going to say I'm glad I'm playing Jack week one. Obviously, I would have loved to see Spencer week one as well. That would have been a fun matchup. But me and Moon, that's – if you guys remember, that's a, that was a week one rivalry. And we're seeing each other again. We've already been texting about it, but we both agree that this is just going to be fun. You know, me and Moon, we go way back. Spencer mentioned how, you know, they play ball different up north. I, when I was driving to work in the car tonight, I was going to, or when I was driving in the car to work this morning, I was thinking in my head, I was, I was like, I'm going to make an allusion to the fact that this is like an AFC North matchup. This is like a Cleveland Baltimore kind of matchup here. Low scoring for sure. No, nobody is like doing numbers out here. It's not like a shootout, but you're just I, to me. I see both guys just going at, at each other's heads here. You look at Mr. Moon. You look at definitely a bottom two division winner. Um, started the started the year off cold. Obviously has picked it up. When I look at this matchup, I'm going to tell you something that neither of you have mentioned. I see about 60% of Hyde Mr. Moon's team is on the road. And on the road at this time of year usually calls for a tough, tough matchup. Not only are you dealing with the fact that you must win, but you're also dealing with the fact that stadiums are going to be way more packed, way more energy, because everyone knows that playoffs are on the line. You know, So I see a lot of road matchups here. I also see on the other side a lot of home matchups, 80%. 90% of matchups over here on Lickety Split are played at home. Now, is that something we need to overthink? I have a tendency to kind of latch on to these far-fetched uh, stats that might mean something. Correlation does not mean ca- or correlation does not mean causation, whatever you want to say. So, Trent, I disagree with the Mike Evans take. I think heading into Lambeau, I, I would need to see some sort of t- statistic on Tampa Bay playing in a cold, dry area. They're coming from a humid – I mean, is that a thing that we're going to have to think about when there's I – mean, I mean, maybe. That's a good point. I don't really think that deeply. My brain isn't capable of that. I apologize. I, <laughs> but, but all I'm coming from it – like, I'm just saying Mike Evans is a Super Bowl-winning receiver in a contract year. He's having a great year, and he's all they got. And that's another team that's desperate. So yeah. – Again, also, I, I bake in the fact that I hate the Packers and I think they suck, so that's all. I think there's going to be a couple low-scoring matchups this week on Jack's squad. I think Houston-Tennessee is going to be a low-scoring matchup, and Jack's got a guy on both sides of that matchup. I think um, Green Bay and Tampa Bay is also going to be a low-scoring matchup in the cold, and Jack's got a guy on both sides of that matchup. I'm worried and like I'm talking a lot about Jack's team. I'm going to talk about my team too. Don't even worry about it. Okay. Dak Prescott on the road at Buffalo playoff intentions through and through playing in one of the toughest places to play. I would say Buffalo fan base. I, I have yet to see Dak Prescott on the road in a cold game perform the way that he has been all year. He put up numbers in Philadelphia earlier this year, but I'm not sure how cold it was. It's going to be freezing in Buffalo. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. I'm talking a lot about weather, but, you know, that's the time of the year we're in. Moving over to my team. Quite simply put, there are a lot of guys that could very much come out here and score three or under 
points. Just to call it how it is, calling a spade a spade. There are a lot of guys that could score less than three points. Okay. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he's going to get the start again. New England isn't terrible. They're not good at stopping the run by any means, but you always worry with the KC run game. I I do think Kyron Williams and Cooper Cup are gonna are gonna have a day because Washington's defense is absolutely terrible. It's horrendous, and LA is at home again. I think that matchup has the most points for the over under, and you know maybe they get two touchdowns combined between the two of them. Whatever it is, Gardner Minshew Trent. I'm not gonna sit here and act like Pittsburgh's defense is trash because they are a good defense. They're they're sixth ranked against the quarterback. I am, my hopes are riding on the fact that Bailey Zappi scored 30 fantasy points last week. If, if that carries forward, but I'm also looking at the fact that the Colts are in the hunt, right? As of right now, if the NFL ended today, the Colts have a wild card spot, but if they but go for the, the Steelers are too, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm just saying, so do the Steelers. Are they in right now or are they out? No, they're not in, but they're, they're right there in the mix. They're yeah. It's this, uh, game, I, this like, game is huge for the NFL, yeah, by the way. Yes, for yeah. sure. For sure. But I I see a team like Indiana and I see a team like or I see a running back like Zach Moss, given the fact that Jonathan Taylor's out. They've been relying a lot, a lot more heavy on the pass game than they have been. Gardner Minshew has 40 plus passing attempts in the past three games. Like I'm not going to put put it past that he could blow up this game. If Bailey Zappi can do it, like why not Gardner Minshew? You know, but I'll leave that up to to Sunday. But again, there are definitely a handful of guys on my team that could just come out and shit the bed. So that that's the thing that I need to happen. That's my key to the game are those shitter guys doing their job. If they get to 10, I'm a happy guy. If they get to 10, I'm a happy guy. If they get to six, I'm content, you know? So that's what I'm going to say. Obviously, bias, I'm going to take myself money line. I've rode with myself all year. I'm going to ride with myself again. But um, I'm excited to guess the spread. But, Spencer, if you want to speak on, on this game, you can. I know I was long-winded, but. No, no, that's what, hey, this is playoff time, baby. This is what it comes down to. And this this was a matchup I smiled at when I saw it. I was, this is going to be a fun one. We know words will be said. Tears might be shed, but it's all fun. Tears <laughs> will be shed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys saying, yeah you guys were texting that you guys were just like looking for that fun when the cleats are on the field it's not about fun ain't no fun either of you ain't no either fun. of you you guys say that but i know i know both of you deep down but hey that's what makes you great managers right 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 but in this one hey to ethan's point all of jack's road games are outside no domes for the road games so in play to ethan's point so but I mean, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good game, Ethan. It's just those those few guys. It's your uh, your Clyde Edwards Hilaire's, your Michael Wilson, Tucker Craft, Juju Smith Schuster. Can they? Can one or two of them do enough? Because if they can, this Moon team can be got. That's what I will say. Yeah, All right, so yeah, let's let's guess the spread. Let's guess the spread. Before I do that, I want to call back on a text. That was sent on Thursday, September 21st, and it was sent at about 8.01 p.m. (laughs) And it was in response to a podcast that the Talking Heads had recently dropped, and it was sent by Hyde Mr. Moon, manager himself, Jackman. He says, do my ears fucking deceive me? I'm in the doghouse after you have one week over 100 points, E-Doggy, followed by about 65 laughing emojis. On top of that, I beat you week one, so where does that put you? 
no way you actually said that, man. I thought I had Doja Cat whispering in my ear from that ludicrous <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> End quote. I mean, we, we never forgot about that. Yeah, and, and you know, I just I just wanted to throw that in there for some fodder, for some talk, mm -hmm. for the people to talk. But I'll I'll guess that this is a this is a spread in the moon's favor. I'm gonna go five and a half. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna kind of go along that road. Is you know, NFL.com has this spread at like 22, but I think Vegas knows that this is gonna be a lot closer than that. I think I'm gonna go hide Mr. Moon minus three and a half. It's sitting at nine and a half right now. Nine and a half. That is, there's we good like value. It. There's we good like value it. for Lickety Split. But uh, like Vegas it. likes the moon. Vegas does see the moon as a, more safe. Eastern team could, but they're the world where it definitely <laughs> Right. You know what? Hey, this, this is why we do it. You know, I'm, I'm okay with the slander. I'm okay with the doubts. Like, this is why we do it, you know. Room, listen, if I lose, room, yeah. I'm going to stick my head out and say, you know, I get it, you know. But yeah. let me tell you one thing. The locker room for Lickety Split, they all got their heads down ready to go. So yeah. you can hey. trust that. Hey. hey, it's a tight run organization. It is. It is. Gritty, gritty organization out east. Okay. Well, does that conclude our preview for the playoffs? I think that does. Does any, any other any other words need to be said by either of you? But I think I, I, I said everything I did. I'm glad uh, we got to see what Vegas had to say about this as well. But uh, it's going to be a hell of a playoffs. I think everyone's excited. I know I am. Totally. Well, before we before we go any further, I mean, what we do usually to round out this is uh, we do throne room doghouse. We're not doing that anymore because there's only eight teams left. So whatever the final throne and doghouse was, that's final till next season. Regular uh, award. Regular season award. Right. It, it, totally. It, it's completely meaningless. By the way, Spence, not to get on a huge side tangent, but. Yeah. The two hosts that I, you know, I produce their show every morning from 6 to 10 a.m., they were up in arms, just livid about the fact that Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito were the AFC and NFC players of the week this week. <laughs> and I was like, guys, it doesn't matter. It's a meaningless award. Who fucking cares? And he's like, I got one guy yelling at me, Trent. Brock Purdy threw for 300 yards and three times. I'm like, yeah, okay. It doesn't matter. Who cares who wins AFC? Could you tell me who won NFC Player of the Week in Week Two? No. no. So who cares? Whatever. Who weird, we, weird side tangent. No, but. that that's good. Hey, it's uh, it's in New York. Fucking bias, dude. We're all used to it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, hey. I res I respect the thing. You got hey, you got to talk about something on uh on talk radio. So I respect hey, it. It's a segment. That's what you do. Yeah. Um All right. So let's let's quickly do our gambling corner, which is you know mm. something we kind of we we do sometimes, but not all the time, but sometimes. Um, my lock for the week for a fantasy player, uh, Spence. I've gone to this guy before on your bench. He's now in your starting lineup. Last time I picked him, it it hit with a bullet, and I need it to hit with a bullet again. I've got Jamison Williams more than 5.17 points. I just have to imagine that Ben Johnson is in his office somewhere in Allen Park or Novi or wherever, where, Royal Oak, wherever he lives in his palatial estate, and he's scheming ways to get Jamison Williams the football against this Broncos defense that gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. I think you can use him in a similar not exact same, but similar way that you use Tyreek Hill in that game. And uh, I have to imagine Jamison Williams probably catches at least three balls in this game, and he's going to 
hit his over five points. Ethan, do you have an over under for a fantasy player this week? I do, Trent. I'm going to head over to your squad, sir. And I'm going to go James Conner over 10 and a half. I think that guy is an absolute dog. I think he is a beast of a man, runs the ball with purpose. I can see them getting the ball down there. Like, let's not forget Kyler Murray, like, is a decent quarterback. And I think he can move the ball, you know, Trey McBride as well. That offense can can get the ball close to the red zone. And I think if you trust James Conner from there, good things happen. So I think James Conner over 10 and a half. I like Spence, what do you think? Do you have one for us, Spence? I have a little, I have a little parlay going to Dave Show's team. I got Bryce go. Young. I mean, it's a little low. 12.98 over. I'm gonna I'm gonna parlay that with uh, Hunter Henry over 5.2. I think Hunter Henry. I think the Chiefs go down, so they're gonna be throwing the ball, and um, Zappy will be looking underneath for Big Henry. So I think over 5.22, maybe not much over, but I think over. Those are uh, two guys that I looked at. Not really Hunter Henry as much, but I think the Bryce Young play at over 12 and whatever he's at is that's a good one because that's a divisional right. opponent, and the Falcons don't necessarily have a great defense, but. Um, Last but certainly not least, I mean, usually we do a league lock. We kind of just gave all, all our picks. So if you guys don't mind, we'll go to just the NFL in general. Um, I, are we going money lines or spreads or what are we doing? What, whatever you want, whatever you think. Just Begrudgingly, I got to tell you, my lock of the week, and this has nothing to do with fantasy football. I've watched this team my entire life. I have to imagine that Saturday night in Detroit at Ford Field, the Lions can win by more than four and a half points. I mean, I think the, I think they're going to win by 10-plus. That's just me. So maybe take off the Trent Hex, make it, you know, they win by five or six or seven, whatever. They still cover that spread. Come on. Detroit is better in every single aspect than Denver, including the defense, because, yes, Detroit's defense is very bend-don't-break. The Denver Broncos' defense also gave up 70 points, which is double. <laughs> and, and I know that was early in the season. I don't care. It still happened. It's on film somewhere. Aaron Glenn's looking at it somewhere in his palatial estate in Royal Oak or Warren or Waterford or wherever we got to go to. Give me Detroit minus four and a half, Ethan. Yeah, I mean, I, I would also bet that as well. I can see them winning by a touchdown. I'm going to head over to the uh, New Orleans matchup and give me the freaking New York Giants to cover six because the Saints are bad. Derek Carr is bad, okay? This Giants team playing with a lot of fire underneath them right now, I think six is a lot of lumber. Give me, give me the Giants to cover that on the road. Okay, okay. I have, I've kind of a unorthodox lock of the week. This is what I like. I'm going over to the Dallas Buffalo game, but this is what I like. I like, <laughs> I like Dallas. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I like Dallas to be leading at half, but Buffalo to win the game. So that's a little of my, my parlay, right? I like Dallas to go Ooh. up early, but Josh Allen and the Bills. Find a way toward the end. Do they that cover the one and a half, Spence, or is it just straight up? They cover the one and a half. Okay, so they, they win by at least two, not one point. Second half team. They win Second by half team. at least two. At least two. That's what I'm saying. So that's my that's my just for little wise words that I would say. Spence, what do you think about that over under at 50? Um, 
I don't know. It depends. What's the weather supposed to be? You like the overtrend? I don't know. Love the overtrend. It's, over. it's cold, too- man. I think it's going to be cold. Okay, but like, here's the thing. And and whatever. I don't want to sound holier than thou. It's just when, when these lines come out, there there are some lines where you can just immediately point to and say that's a sucker line. And for this, it totally is because mm-hmm. yes, people are talking about the weather. Everyone, oh Buffalo, it's cold and dude, it's the Bills and the Cowboys. There's stars all over that field. This should definitely go over fifty, and not by much, but it just it should be twenty eight to. 24 or whatever, you know, you do the math. I, I think that's about 50, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, so, I think I think I would go yeah. over too. I think over is the play. I think because Buffalo's used to playing in the cold. I think Dallas's defense is solid, but not on the road. We'll see. And Buffalo's defense, I don't think it's that great. They've had a lot of injuries, so I think uh, I think it'll go over. Maybe not by much. I would take the over if I had gun in my head. I would take the over. Also, just real quick, Dallas has played tons of games in the cold over the years with this current core they have. Everyone want, I mean, it, it's kind of due to the asinine alignment of the NFL, how Dallas down in Texas is in the NFC East, along with the Commanders, Giants, and Philly. But yeah. they play an away game that every year. I mean, they play at least at least two games in the cold every single year. So it's it's I, to me, it's not that big of a difference. And I, I done did see it, today that it's supposed to be about 40 degrees with a chance of rain. So it's really not that bad of an environment. So I like the over, but what do I know? I don't know. All right, fellas, any famous last words? We'll give it to our guest first, Mr. Spencer Woodruff. I'm sure we'll be touching base with you after uh, the playoffs week one action is over because we're going to need some odds from your insiders for week two and what have you. But um, any famous last words from you, my friend? I want to talk about one manager in particular right now. I want to Go talk about it. Mr. Um, I know who it is. I know who yeah. it is. Mr. Brad Sanders? Oh, is no. that who you thought? Ooh, okay. Well, I think I know who you're talking about. But let's talk about Brad. Just for a quick second, I want to give Brad a shout-out for one of the most heartbreaking losses I've seen in recent memory. Only because, I don't know, I just found this out recently, but did you guys know Brad in our whole entirety of this league has never made the playoffs? Did you guys know that? Whoa. Yeah, that's never made the playoffs. <laughs> that's a stat. Yeah. Yeah. So when I heard that, he was up with – so five minutes ago in that Miami-Tennessee oh. Titans game, he was up by one. And I think – what was it? Miami was up 14. Yeah. And then the Titans scored 15 in that last last uh, like five minutes. Yeah. Brad out of the playoffs, which he'd never been to. He's never been to the fucking playoffs. Oh, Every God. year he's like – so he was – we were watching Red Zone Sunday, and he was freaking out the whole time. Um, but this this tough beat for the Ligers manager. This is – if we have a cursed franchise, it is the Ligers. It is the Ligers. And and look, I got no I no love loss for Brad. I had three losses this year. Two of them were to Brad. So, I Brad, I have nothing but respect for you. And, uh, you know, hopefully next draw. week ne- – next week maybe we can give a little love to the consolation bracket. None of, <laughs> none of those guys got – this week. <laughs> Dude, I was gonna, I was gonna say like, I think a league amendment we should be looking towards is not just saying the regular season loser is like the worst team in the league. I think that consolation bracket should mean something. Hmm. So Personally. do we do skirt is whoever loses that? Uh, that's what I would amend. Obviously, we're this year we're riding on regular season loser, but like half of the league just stops paying attention after they don't make the playoffs. That's a great like, I think, point. Yeah, I think we just give them something to play for still, you know, like even like winning the first week, you're like, damn, like 
thank God. And then like, you don't have to do anymore. But like, I think there should still be some stakes because if I'm a 16 seed, I still want to have a chance when the playoffs come around, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think what you said is engagement because it is kind of like people check yeah. out. And I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. It's either that or it's relegation. Bottom one gets relegated, and then we bring Cole Barons back in. Well, I said that this, <laughs> was rotates. A, this was like a half-baked idea I had. I don't know how this would work, but we do. Because I like the 16-person league. It makes it the most fun. But you could do – and I don't know. This probably – but if you did relegation, have a four-man relegation league and then a 12-man league. And two, the two worst teams in the 12-man drop, the two best teams in the four-man go up. That could be. I don't know. And they, I, they have separate pools of players, correct? So yeah, like, separate, whole separate league. The four, the four man league and the relegation would just be hot. It would be <laughs> hot. I mean, it, it would, would be, be the hot. four quarterbacks would be like Lamar, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, and Josh Allen, yeah. and they're just dueling it out every single week. And like two yeah. as a backup. Yeah, it would be. But or they could just <laughs> those four play each other the whole season. I don't know. That was just a thought I had. If there was relegation, but I don't know. It's too fun playing everyone and having everyone in it. So I don't know. But um, right. also, also Filipinos. I think we gotta give a shout out to Filipinos. That tough was my season. manager. Yeah, yeah, that was that's a tough season. I mean, I'm trying to see. They're like fifth in points for. Yeah, he's got no. one of the better teams that didn't make it. I'll tell you what. Right now, you want, and this is no shit. I'm being 100 serious. You think I'm being facetious? I'm not. His season turned around when he changed his profile picture to Connor Stallions. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Karma. That's it crazy. Is. Karma. But hey, I mean he's I know he he was feeling it all year. I saw him at different points of the season. He uh he's a quiet manager, at least in the group chat, but I know we all know deep down he was he was hurting all year. But uh what a matchup yeah. to end Monday night. We Ethan, I want to know your thoughts Monday night football. What was going through your head the end of those games? I, I couldn't sleep that night, even after the <laughs> matchup was done. I, I could not sleep. I was up watching it, obviously. It all really came down to the last drive of the game. I mean, the the fact that Tyree got hurt for half the game was a hundred percent the reason. A hundred percent, he would have went over a hundred on like with flying colors. Um, Tajay Spears had like ninety two receiving yards for some reason. He was about to break a hundred. I was literally <laughs> sitting there like, if this like if the Titans get another drive, I'm fucked. Like I am through and through over. And then I don't even remember what happened. I think the Dolphins missed a fourth down conversion. I think yeah, Tua got yeah. sacked and then it was game and they just yeah. ran off the clock. That, that's exactly but what happened. Quite literally saved my season. Um, but, you know, Aaron Jones being out, obviously that hurts. Justin Fields, I, I don't know if that's something Philly's looking at being like, damn, I wish, you know, things would have been different. But just a tough, just a tough look for Phillies. Definitely one of the better teams that didn't make it. Yes, but hey, that happens every year. There seems to be a couple every year where That's like right. it's a well, you hey, you put up stats, but you don't win your matchups. That's the mm-hmm. That's what it is. You that's get a, a pretty. You know, two great things there, Spence, because that's a that's a very Spencer comment you just made that I happen to one hundred percent agree with. And then also, <laughs> I mean, this league, uh, <laughs> this league, that, this that league. was. Two shout-outs that were very worthy, and yet they're in the consolation bracket. So unless anyone else has anything else to say, let's get to the playoffs, fellas. Let's do it. Let's do it's it. Playoff time, baby. It is. Go home. It's Put playoff it time. May the best man win. Thank you again to Spencer Woodruff for joining us with his insider knowledge yeah. on the Vegas 
odds. I was glad I got to share with what the people in Vegas were saying. And hey, let's all try to get together. I want a boys tell all at some point, maybe around Christmas. I think that's a good idea that you've been saying a couple of times, Trent. So we got we got some some things cooking. We got some things cooking. You know, we got big things coming up soon, but take it one week at a time, right, boys? One week at a time. Got to win. Got to win the first one. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. May the best team win. Good luck to everybody. And for Spence and Ethan, this is Trent. I've never done it this way, but whatever. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to y'all soon. Good luck. Peace.